In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. Blue Wire. Three on the way! Yes! Paul George nails it! For the win! Dunks and Discourse, episode 60, the uh, <laughs> the Kobe's final game edition. And, you know, I'm laughing because, I, you know, anytime Lakers stuff comes out of my mouth, there's a little bit of a sour taste, and you're laughing because you know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it, it's funny, though. I was thinking yesterday. I woke up. I go onto Facebook. Top of my news feed, I've muted, like, half the people that I live <laughs> with because I live in conservative mm-hmm. Alberta and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I don't want to see your opinion on the, the Pope or um, COVID measures anymore. Yep. So I do get a lot of like the NBA fan pages that I followed years and years ago that I never actually click on the page. Mm-hmm. But anyways, the point of the story is I go on to Facebook yesterday morning and at the top it's like, would Kobe or blank blah, blah, blah be better in this situation? I'm like, it's amazing like <laughs> how many things he gets dragged into, like how many Kobe or this, Kobe or that. And it's amazing like – He's just always, he's so polarizing and he died this year and it almost feels like he's still alive, but at the same time, it feels like he died 10 years ago, which is just a testament to one, I guess, how polarizing he is, but also how like backwards and all over the place 2020 is. Yeah, like it, it, it does still feel crazy. I recognize it was at the beginning of the year. It does still feel crazy to even think that. But you're right. He, you know, it for me, it's never going to feel like you know, like he's gone because for that exact reason. His name is always brought up. His legacy is always going to be, you know, comparatively, you know, when you uh, mentioned. Uh, and, you know, it, I, I do find it funny, uh, you know, some of the conversations. And, um, I get less upset now. I'll say that. Like, you know, it, with stuff that used to bother me in the past now, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, I don't care. Like, I don't care. I like that stuff. It's all in good fun most of the time. It just, it just yeah. blows my mind, though, that he, he remains the barometer for, like, if you're a really good player on the verge of being, like, an all-time player. It always seems to be like Kobe's the guy who you get run up against. Played, you know, you know, played at the, played in the '90s and stretched it all the way to 2016. You know, that'll do it. You know, his his, uh, his career interfaced with a lot of the, you know, the, really a lot of the all-time greats. If you if you actually think about it, so I I, I can see why it happens. Uh, but you know. it's funny too because um, people were reminiscing. I don't know a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. about his final game. And I think it started because, again, some, like, random hoops account was talking about how if you were a real basketball fan, (laughs) on that night you were watching the Golden State Warriors get their 73rd win rather than watching Kobe play his last, like, meaningless regular season game. And I remember having that same smug attitude on the timeline, like, who cares about Kobe's empty points in his last game? Like, the Warriors are going to do something that break history. You hear about the 96 Bulls, 96 Bulls all the time. This is way more important. This is way more monumental. And I really believed it. I did. Like, tweeting it off, I really believed it. And then, I, I don't know, man. I don't remember if those games lined up exactly or what the tip-off times were. 
but fairly early into that Warriors game, fairly early, um, the timeline was like, man, Kobe's going off. And, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I still was being smug and like, oh, I can't believe so many people are watching. But I ended up turning, man. It wasn't even before half. I, I didn't even make it to half. It was just like Kobe was balling in his last game. And no matter how you want to look at the game and how objectively smart you think you were about basketball, Kobe hooping for the last time was just so much more interesting than the Warriors yeah. winning 73. And and again, like I start, I was staunchly opposed in theory, but when it happened, it was like it was a magnet, man. Like him him having that game, like the whole timeline was watching Kobe. Yeah, I mean, it really is. It's really a testament to exactly as you kind of let in with how polarizing a figure he, you know, he always has been. Because regardless of how someone actually felt about him, you knew that they respected his game. Like you, like you didn't have to like it. You didn't have to like him as a person, you know, any of the stuff about him, but it was ultimately, okay, it's either you appreciate it or you at least respect it. Speaking generally, not necessarily you, but, you know, for the, for the NBA Twitter or NBA fans for the most part. And, you know, on a night like that, even though, like, you know, it, it could be couched as, you know, empty points or, you know, whatever, doesn't matter what the opponent's situation was. It's still just special to see a guy at that stage in his career do, you know, do, you'll be able to go out like that. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. And I, I do think about it, we've done however many shows, 60 shows, I guess, mm-hmm. all of which were, you know, post-Kobe, I think. And yep. um, we've probably talked about him like 10 times. So I There mean, you go. <laughs> we, we are guilty of doing exactly what you it were is just what laughing it is. about. Yeah, I mean, I, mean I don't feel guilty. I'm just saying, again, that's his, yeah. his poll. Um, going to talk about another L.A. legend here, uh, Paul George. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Palmdale legend. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot that was going on today with uh, with the Clippers and Paul George. And I guess there was like the All the Smoke interview where mm-hmm. Paul George kind of threw Doc Rivers under the bus. And he talked about how he was used as a J.J. Redick or a Ray Allen. Even that kind of annoys me because like Ray Allen, this idea that <laughs> Ray, Ray Allen only caught, just, just caught the Ray ball. Allen. Like that he was like Clay Thompson. He only dribbled eight times a game is, is so foolish. Like just total bullshit shenanigans that Celtics fans who are still bitter would have you believe. But anyway, Paul George's point was that he was used like um, Miami Heat Ray Allen or J.J. Redick, and he was all it was all off screens and all off pin downs, and it was just him catching and shooting. And that, you know, that's not his game, and it was a really hard year because he wanted to mix in, you know, some pick and roll and some post-ups and play more his game. Um, what, what What's your first thought there, I guess? It's exactly as I as I texted you prior to the show. I think he's one of the more or one of the less self aware individuals that yeah you know, in in the NBA, and that is really saying something. Now, but, this but, a, but before we like don't like you have this tendency to get ahead of me. Like don't don't get ahead of me. <laughs> like don't get to the athletic <laughs> article. Stay on this for a minute. Get, like give this the time. You know that how this goes. You know how yeah. this goes. I, I, it, it's it's like it's like a loose fire hose. Can't can't be contained. All right. No. It, my first thought was okay. Let's see if that's actually true. And of course, I was grateful that like, and you know, we got into trouble by, you know, talking about folks. I'll just say the stat guys, the stat guys, you know, attacked that very quickly and disputed and refuted most of the points that he made. So mainly my, my takeaway was Paul, shut up. Like, and this is the thing. I, this is not a shut up and dribble situation. This is more of a do yourself the favor and just stop talking about this stuff, please. Okay. Well, see, I'm kind of on the opposite end of this. I'm on the opposite end. Like no, one, sorry. I think this is kind of true. Like I, I feel like having watched, and I like I don't know. I haven't looked on Synergy. I haven't looked at the play data on NBA.com. Um, 
having watched those games when they were down or when they when they were up three one and choking this away, it sure felt like Doc was getting out coached, that he wasn't making adjustments. Um, do I think that Paul George was only used in pin downs and off screens, and is he you know throwing dirt on a guy's name who's already dead and out of there? Yeah, for sure. But I, I do think there's some truth to his sentiment. Well, okay, so here's the thing. Both things can be true. It can be true that Doc's a bad coach and did not use a, you know a lot of the players on the team uh, strategically, you know, like in in the in the best way that he, you know that he could have. Uh, I I it, it has been proven again. <laughs> this has been proven that what he's stating about that is just it's just actually not statistically, statistically true. I think it was Kevin O'Connor, and I'm not getting ahead, but I think it was Kevin O'Connor that even pointed out that he, he finished you know two uh, like 33 percent of 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 his of his offensive plays with the pick and roll, which was his career high. So like, even in that, like, again, like, like Paul, if you want to say you just weren't, you weren't comfortable. Okay. If you want to say whatever, actually you can say whatever you want, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's true. Yeah. And, and, and fair enough. But like, I, I think there was, and maybe it's somewhere in the middle. Like maybe like, like I won't dispute KOC's probably looked it up. Kevin O'Connor is one of the good ones at the ring, but, oh, yeah. um, but the thing is, like, I, I, I do feel like Doc failed to make some adjustments. I don't think he was a great coach. I think the Clippers are better off having punted him. And we have that conversation. Yeah. But then here's the other thing, man. People are getting mad 